This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, today we are going to be taking you inside the once in a lifetime Hajj journey that millions are undertaking as we speak, and we find out. Why Muslims celebrate not one, but two Eids. Sharjah resident Nancy Sleva shares her experience. Keep it here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse95. Pulse. The Hajj is the annual Islamic pilgrimage to Mecca, Saudi Arabia, the holiest city for Muslims and a mandatory religious duty that must be carried out at least once in their lifetime by all adult Muslims who are physically and financially capable of undertaking the journey. The pilgrimage takes Muslims to the Kaaba or the House of God, the epicenter of Islamic worship in the sacred city of Mecca. And the rites of Hajj are then performed over five or six days, beginning on the 8th and ending on the 13th day of the Hijjah, the last month of the Islamic calendar. It is, of course, one of the five pillars of Islam and the second largest annual gathering of Muslims in the world. The word Hajj itself means to attend a journey, which connotes both the outward act of a journey and the inward act of intention. It is one of the most profound examples of solidarity between all Muslims, where all, despite wealth and status, are treated equally, performing the same tasks side by side in submission to their creator. Here, Sharjah resident Nancy Thleba shares her experience and lessons from the Hajj. Hajj is one of those pivotal moments in your life. It's one of the five pillars of um, Islam, and it's not prescribed upon everybody as not everybody can go. And that's why if you do have the health and the wealth and the ability to make it on the Hajj, it's one of those huge moments in a Muslim's life. So it's definitely something that's considered extremely important for everyone to complete um, because of the fact especially that you're expiated of all your sins when you do the Hajj, it's almost like you're born again. Feelings associated with Hajj are just so hard to fully um, put into words. So what I will say is that feeling like you're part of a larger community, that you're a small part of this huge group that are all coming together for the same purpose. And uh, it's a truly beautiful experience, one that like really humbles you as well as opens your eyes to certain things and your heart to certain things and it's just a beautiful overall joyous moment but it's also quite challenging because of the fact that it's got so many um, specific elements that you must complete at specific times so you have a situation where you've got millions of people in one location at one time and that can be quite challenging um, logistically. During our Hajj journey, we actually walked from a place called Mina until we reached Arafah. Uh, It took us half the day. It was quite hot, 
but it was something that we wanted to do as a group and and we did it and it was a real experience if to say the least uh but the reason why Arafa is so important and why it's such a pivotal part of the Hajj and also known as basically the entire Hajj is Arafa if you miss Arafa you you miss Hajj so there's no way to compensate for that there's no way to make up for it whereas if you have other um other situations for example that you might have accidentally missed such as the, the symbolic stoning or if you missed to cut your hair there's certain things you can do to compensate for that such as charity or um, sacrificing of an animal and distributing the meat to poor people um, however if you miss Arafa there's no way that you can actually make up for that I have to say anything about the the, the experience of Arafa was that it was just like a leveling experience where every single person is sitting with nothing in particular to do except for make dua and try and engage with your creator um, in a place that is one of the best places to to be in so the idea is it's this great equalizer great leveler and then immediately after leaving from Arafa at Maghrib time we all make our way to Muzdalifa where we spend the night under the stars there's no tents there's no um, accommodation it's just you and a little um, fold out you know sleeping bag that you do that purely so it's just like pure imitation and uh, and copying of the Prophet's um, steps, peace be upon him. So um, the whole experience I felt was very humbling, leveling and equalizing. When we went on the Hajj, uh, it was so last minute. Two people had actually backed out and weren't able to go and we took their place. And that was something that was really humbling because I did not anticipate that we would be going that year and it happened so quickly and so easily that it was very humbling and such a beautiful experience to, to go through. So I definitely say nothing really prepares you for the Hajj trip, but there are lots of resources out there and, and I'd recommend that you take some kind of a class, whether that be online or, or with somebody that has knowledge of the rights of Hajj and um, it really does help you get into the right mindset prior to going. But also in addition to that, I'd say just be easygoing and don't look down on people because I think that's one of the biggest things that we can do in life is that when we see people that are different to us or that are doing things that are, might seem a little bit odd to us, um, we may look down on it even if we don't verbalize it, it might be internal. So I was given a beautiful piece of advice before I went and that was just look at everybody as though they were your brother or your sister and just really embrace every situation. If you're going to be stuck on a bus for five hours without it moving, then that's okay. Occupy your time with something productive. If you're going to be jammed in a very congested human like um, congestion that happens as you're entering into the tunnels for the Jamarat, then you know what? Just take it easy. Take your time. You're not in a rush. 
rush, don't push anybody, don't be aggravated, don't be aggressive, all these beautiful pieces of advice that I was given. But nothing truly prepares you for the moment. And um, the truth is, it is a it is a symbol of what life is all about. Hajj is basically your life. You start it, you go through it, there will be difficulties, and then it ends. <laughs> I know that sounds quite morbid, but that's exactly how it is. And you don't want to um, pass up opportunities of connection and opportunities of um, openings with your fellow pilgrims as well as with God um, by being aggravated or agitated or complaining about, you know, the traffic or the food or the weather or whatever it might be. So I think it's just a really important thing to have an open um, mindset prior to going, really ask, you know, around for people's recommendations and for any kinds of uh, info that you can read up about or watch like you know lectures about prior to going because I think that really does help get you into the right mindset and then just consider that everybody's part of you know this one big family that you're going to have to embrace whether you can understand their language or their culture it doesn't matter just go with the flow and um, make the most out of the experience. Some great pieces of advice from Nancy there and uh, definitely the trip of a lifetime. Now, coming up next, find out why Muslims celebrate two Eids. And Nancy shares her stories of growing up with Eid al-Adha. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats on Pulse 95. Now, have you ever wondered why Muslims celebrate two Eids? Here, Nancy Tiba explains. So there are two Eids in the Islamic tradition. The first is Eid al-Fitr, which has just passed, which is celebration of the month of Ramadan ending. And then there's Eid al-Adha, which is literally translated to mean the celebration of the sacrifice. So it's based on this moment in time where the Prophet Abraham was about to sacrifice his son Ismail, but was then given an, a sacrificial lamb in place of his son. Nancy told me also how she grew up with Eid al-Adha and how celebrating that was different in her household. So as a child, Eid al-Fitr being the Eid straight after Ramadan was really very strongly felt because you, you experience the whole month and then you, you know, you've been struggling to fast all the way through it and then you celebrate it as a community at the end of the month and everybody's in on it. Whereas with Eid al-Adha, unless you're going off on Hajj, you don't feel that intensity unless you're really there and experiencing those rites of Hajj. Now, um, what my father, God bless his soul, used to do with us to make us feel this connection with the Eid al-Adha is the night before um, Eid is the, 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 night, the eve of Arafah. And so he would have my mother buy us brand new pajamas and we would have showers and get into these brand new pajamas and then sit around with him in our lounge room and he would give us certain prayers to say and repeat after him which would be like you know asking God for forgiveness and just as those who were standing on Arafah would be doing so that was his way um, and his mother's way of with him before when he was a child of engaging with that 
moment and with those pilgrims that are on the on the Hajj. So we would, you know, ask God for forgiveness and and um, basically have a fresh start is what he would call it. Aruddilkum dinkum, like I'm going to bring you back to your <laughs> to your faith in a way that uh, that was very special to us, and we really held that very dear and try and continue that tradition with our children now. So beautiful. I love uh, seeing that carry through, carrying on. And we do wish everybody who is currently performing the Hajj, Hajj Mabrur wa Sa'i Mashkur, inshallah, may Allah accept your Hajj pilgrimage. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.